you know, remember, if you're not a child convert, remember when you're in darkness and somebody, somebody either witnessed, they've said their prayers and the light came on, didn't it? You know, out of darkness, the light came on. Hallelujah for that. Thank you for giving to the Lord. When Jesus was 12, he went to the temple in Jerusalem. At that stage of his life, he wasn't ready to do what he did there some 20 years later when he turned over the tables of the moneylenders. He'd been. We know that. At each stage of our lives, God wants to mold us into a new and better version of ourselves. I believe God is saying it's time for the new version of us to emerge. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. <laughs> now then, just as the Lord promised, you know this is done, he's speaking. I'm speaking on his behalf. He has kept me alive for 45 years. Since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there. And their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out. Just as he said, then Joshua blessed Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. Praise God. What an example Caleb is, eh? <laughs> We're all still young, aren't we? In comparison. You, you know it's on my hand. I think it's because I'm 65 myself. That I'm, I'm trying to raise an army. And convince people we're not too old to do the job. We're not. And it certainly, you know, leans on what I said earlier on prayer as we'll develop as we go on. It's been my heart. It's been my heart's message. So Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Great little line. You know, we looked last week at how the world does not know how to deal with death anymore. They don't know what to say, what to do how to conduct funerals in, in a non-sentimental way. Paul also said, to be out of the body is better by far. He knew what he was talking about. Then I saw, this is Revelation 21, one to five. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy state, the new Jerusalem. Goes on, uh, and at the end of this little passage of verse 5, it says, He was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. When, when, when the Lord says that, you know it's going to happen, don't you? These were, they're all trustworthy and true. But sometimes he, he, you know, he, he reiterates, you know, and, and he's saying, make sure you know this is true. You know, this is true. One day, we're going to walk on a new earth. I don't know what your theology is about that. You know, we talk about heaven, and I think that's where we go when we die. But it, it will be 
The new earth will be a perfected version of what is here now and how the earth was before the fall. Remember, we live in a fallen world. It's beautiful, isn't it, in places. Northumberland, beautiful. You know, we, every part of Britain you find beauty. And it's true in most parts of the world. But it's fallen. Yeah. It's not as good as it was. And it's not as good as it's going to be either. So, we can live on the, uh, <laughs> on the old earth in victory in anticipation of living on the new earth forever. We will have abundant life at the highest level. We are believers. That song epitomizes what it means that somebody gave so we could get saved. And we give so others can get saved, as we've, as we've looked at. It's the biggest deal, isn't it? It's the biggest reason God's church exists. So God is making everything new at that time including a new version of you and me. <laughs> we know that because we get a new body, don't we? Get rid of this old one and get a new one. Praise the Lord for that, eh? And it will never age after that. It's hard to, it's hard to get this stuff into us, isn't it? Because we're living now and we're limited, aren't we? So you have to go to the Word and you have to meditate on the Word, really, and then it starts to excite you. We're living forever. Praise the Lord. And if, you know, if, if, if that song was a, uh, a reflection, I don't believe it is. It's, it's more of a sentimental understanding of things. But if it was a reflection, that's what would be going on. Wouldn't we? If, you know, when, when you find in heaven the person who is responsible for you coming to Christ, imagine. Imagine. What about those who you are responsible for? My goodness, what a day. So if you're born again, then you look, can look forward to the following. In the next life, every single day forever will be magnificent. Forever and ever. Forever and ever it will be magnificent. Psalm 115 says, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the human race. The earth he has given to the human race. I believe this means the new earth as well. We will live consciously on an earth that is paradise to us. But nevertheless, it will be a life that resembles this one. Just perfected. It's you going. It's not somebody else who will be there who has you know, little flashbacks. It's you, the conscious you, going to heaven. We will enjoy an advanced version of this life, albeit in a new eternal body. We will be fully aware that this eternal life will never be disrupted or spoiled in any way. We'll be consciously aware of that. The day that that light comes on, imagine, when you know I'm here, I made it, and it's going to last forever. Oh, hallelujah. What a gospel. What a gospel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, culturally, if we were in Africa now, they'd be on the seat screaming, Amen. <laughs> All you have to say is, you know, uh, hello, my name's John, I'm saved, and I'm married to one woman, and they'll get you'll get a cheer out of that. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's incredible. 
No matter what happens then in this world, the kingdom of God that we believers belong to must give an example now of what it will be like then. That's why God puts pressure on us to build our character, to, to be him to people. We're his body. He's, he's no longer here, but he's the head and we're the body. So his body has to represent him. And praise God for that. So we can only do so imperfectly. We know that. But the more the church fulfills its responsibility to live as kingdom citizens now, the more the world will see what God's eternal life is like. What has Jesus prepared for us when we die? Well, Scripture says, store up your treasure in heaven. So that gives an idea of something, doesn't it? The, the better we serve him now, it appears, the more treasure we'll have in the next life. God's fair, isn't he? He's just. You know, you know if, if you're a casual believer, I don't think you can expect, you know, somebody, what somebody's given, martyred for. Do you see what I mean? There's got to be justice in heaven. It, it's going to be magnificent just to get there. But I believe there's a reward system. And here it says, store up. So if you can store up, it means you can do something on earth that will provide treasure in heaven. Now, we don't know whether there's monetary stuff in heaven. We just know that the Bible uses the word treasure. So we do know it's good things. Hallelujah. The better we serve him now, the more treasure we'll have in the next life then. Jesus is going to take delight in revealing our treasure to us. Can you imagine? It's, it's going to be mind-blowing. And we're going to actually, you, consciously, are going to a place where one day he will reveal, this is, this is what you've stored up. Who knows what it'll be like? <laughs> I jokingly say, I'd like a boat down at Royal Keys. <laughs> but... It might be one thing I have to wait till I get to heaven for. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, it, let your imagination go there. Let your imagination go there. You, you ought to. It's what we live for. Once we're saved, it's what we live for. That we're going there and we're going to try and get as many people there as possible. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, we all have some treasure, I'm sure of that. God loves us. But I believe some will have more than others. So live in such a way, let your faith in the future guide how you live in the now. Heaven should not be mystical. You're not going to float around on a cloud with chubby cheeks. <laughs> Dean, it's all right, mate. <laughs> you can get that one out of your head. I don't fancy that, do you? I don't fancy that at all. Float around on a cloud with chubby cheeks and spend eternity learning how to play the harp. <laughs> I'm so glad that's not going to be it. <laughs> what the Bible says about eternity is exactly how it's going to be. Heaven is a place, and I'm sure we will be able to transfer between the new heaven and the new earth. That's what I think. They are linked. 
And the reason I believe that is that the new heaven and the new earth both come down. They both come down. So there's a reason for that, isn't there? They both come down. But we will certainly live on a new earth as far as I believe. You can contradict that. But I do believe that. You see, I, I can't see any purpose in a new one if we're not going to be on it. Yeah. So what's it for? You know? It will be beyond amazing. It will be <laughs> beyond amazing, made so by the absence of the negative and the presence of the extreme positive. We will live in houses, perhaps. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sort of qualifying so that you don't throw me out <laughs> as an, as an heretic. <laughs> It'll be beyond amazing. We do know that. We will have wonderful relationships with everyone. We'll be productive. We'll never stop learning. We'll continually be exploring and maximizing our lives forever and forever. Everything legitimate you have dreamed of but had to postpone will be yours in heaven. Immediately, as you hear the words, and I trust all of us will, well done, my good and faithful servant. Your eyes will pop open and your mind will be blown by what Jesus has prepared for you. You will in time meet up with every family member and believer you have ever known. And I think our first reaction, as we're reunited, will be allowed in unison. We made it, and it's forever. How will it not be? Imagine. You know, how, how, many, how many do you know you've loved have already gone? I've, I've, I wrote an old thing. I never went to heaven, but I, had my, I let my imagination go there. And I met my mom and I met my baby sister who died when she, when she, was, uh, when she was young. She was a baby, actually. And um, so I've never, I've never known her on earth, but I truly believe she went to heaven. Do you see? I'm just saying. Do you see what's coming? It's worth the sacrifice, isn't it? It's worth being a true believer on earth. This is what he bought. He purchased us for this. You were worth it. You know, how many people would buy you? You know, they bought the slaves and then sold them on, etc. In the shocking period of our history. But what worth, what worth do we have? Yet Jesus saw it in us, didn't he? And he purchased us with his blood. Well, how about this? You will enjoy the company of biblical greats, such as Abraham, King David, all of the apostles, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah, meet Deborah. <laughs> Esther, the three Marys, and then you meet the John Wesley's. I fancy G.K. Chesterton. Is anybody familiar with G.K. Chesterton? Yeah. Just, I like his mind. 
he wrote what's those programs that are on that he wrote the detective programs Father anyway. Brown Father Brown Ronnie you should know that and you do well done mate yeah he did but his mind was brilliant you know we could go on couldn't we Spurgeon anybody fancy a chat with Spurgeon he's there he's there Great cloud of witnesses, you see, saying to us now, come on in Whitley Bay, get your act together, because it's real. And so is the other place. So we'll enjoy their company. I can't wait for that. Imagine the Apostle Paul. Imagine chatting with Paul. Imagine, Peter, what was it really like to walk on water? (laughs) Not many have done it. Not many have tried. But we can ask those questions. Come on now. This is the gospel. This is the result of the gospel. I'm a believer. I love him. And I know you do. I love him. I love him. He's he's done a lot for us, hasn't he? My goodness. More than all of that, of course, you will be in the presence of Jesus forever. Heaven is filled with great people and we're going to add to it because we're going as well. I told you last week I'm, I'm preparing to do a funeral of some, somebody from Kingdom Life Church and, and it, it's so different when you know that, you know, it's not easy. We've been with the, with the wife who's left behind and obviously there's the human side of loss. We all know that. We've all lost somebody, haven't we? But at the same time, you're not sat there thinking, what can I say? You know, as you are with a non-believer. It's just, well, we do know. We do know. You know, they're with the Lord and they're not going to be complaining. They're with the Lord. I believe in time we'll visit every corner of the new earth because we've got time, haven't we? (laughs) What do you think you'll be doing in a zillion years from now? (laughs) Well, it's never going to end, so find your figure and stick that on it. What's the the highest number anybody knows? What's beyond zillion, anybody know? Googleplex. Googleplex. What? Googleplex. Googleplex. Right, well, what are you going to do in the Googleplex from now? <laughs> I'll tell you what you will be doing, enjoying it, that's for sure. Imagine. So it, we can't, can we? So we have to talk about it to, you know, stir us on and, and get us out of the news. You know, I think you all know we aren't going to repair this world. <coughs> We're not going to do it. It's it's horrible, isn't it? It's horrible to watch what's going on in Gaza. But we know, you know, whether now or in the future, terrible things are going to happen in that. And it will only be eased by the coming of the Lord Jesus. We're not going to fix it. We can help. And we should help, but we're not going to fix it. Terrible things have happened. Terrible things are happening now. Terrible things will happen in the future. People don't know when, do they? 
Do you see the news with the uh, Kenyan marathon runner as well? Yes. Kelvin Kip Kimtu. Yes. 24 years old. Everything ahead of him. Already the world record holder at that age. Just about to attempt to go under two hours for the marathon. Rolls his car. It could well be saved. A lot of Kenyans, you know, including athletes, are saved people. We trust he is. So every person you will ever meet will add to your life as well. You'll be overwhelmed with kindness and love at the agape level all of the time. There will be glorious mountains and wonderful lakes and rivers. There's no sea, but there, there are lakes and rivers. I reckon the Amazon River will be like a stream in comparison. We'll be able to enjoy and explore. There'll also be world travel. Perhaps the animals will converse with us. I said this last week, didn't I? After all, a donkey spoke, so why not a lion or a dog? Am I going a bit far here? <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not? Who knows? It's not a theology, it's a thought. Please understand that. But a donkey did speak, didn't it? Yeah. It's biblical, isn't it? Jesus is coming back on a horse. Yeah. Does that mean old Shep is in heaven? Let's hope so. Listen now. The worship will be at such an extent that you will feel ecstatic and in ecstasy every time. You know, angels upon... Do you know how many are there praising in Revelation 5? Have you ever done the, the sum? Do you know how many are there? 100 million in one worship event. 100 million angels. So... What's that going to be like? <laughs> eh? <laughs> Loud. Loud, yeah. Keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> the revelation of eternity will fizz around your being in gratitude to what took place at Calvary. We will not be able to contain our adoration of our Savior and God's plan of redemption. So with such evidence before us, we can either have a Caleb approach of I still have a mound to conquer in this life, or the Lord has prepared a wonderful place for me to go to and I'm ever, forever grateful. But what will we do to get as many people as possible saved? Pray and preach, witness, and you know, the, the list is there, isn't it? I believe God wants us to live with the benefits of the kingdom now and the reality of the new earth then. How incredible this new life is. We can radiate and declare the fact that we are living forever and that it's begun now. We were, we were on a cruise last year, <laughs> and surprisingly, I'm sure some of you have been on cruises, and obviously it's, it's a happy place, isn't it, a cruise? You know, if you're going somewhere nice, you're on a cruise ship. 
But it's amazing how, pe- how many people are unhappy. <laughs> and, and folk you see arguing. And you think, get a grip, you're on a cruise. <laughs> you, you can eat as much as you want. Oh, to bring a smile to some faces. We, we were walking down a, a passage one day. And in our usual manner, we were smiling and a guy, we walked past the guy and he stopped. And he said, where's the effect of, that's an unusual sight. So we said, what? He said, both of you smiling at the same time. <laughs> Honestly, What? So I said, well, when, you, when you've got teeth like mine, you can't get them back in your mouth. <laughs> I'm lightening it, I'm lightening it, but there we are. Yeah, Jesus is magnificent. Amen. Unless you're too shy, turn to somebody and say, we're going to live in paradise forever. Go on, just do it. Because we are. <laughs> <laughs> we are folks, we're believers. He saved us. He saved some in he saved me in Blackpool. Where did he save you? If you would, just shout out if you don't mind. Fantastic. He's at work all over. Isn't he? Isn't it? Don't you ever puzzle that? I do, uh, particularly because we've been missionaries and seen him save people, you know, in all kinds of situations. You know, Rwanda, Kenya, Uganda, Burundi, Tanzania. And you just, you just think, it's amazing. You've got a totally different culture to us. And he saved you exactly the same way he saved me. This works. So with evidence such as this, how should we at Acorn respond? Key word, evangelize, isn't it? Evangelize and and then, you know, disciple. Because we want every person to be a witness, to be an irresistible attraction to the lost. Things in our world cannot be fixed until it's fixed at the highest level. Which means recognizing God's creation and God's intent for mankind, which is revealed to us before the fall in the creation. And revealed to us in redemption terms after Jesus came into our world. Only when things are fixed at the highest level can we get and trust the instructions on how to fix things at an everyday level concerning the issues of life. Mm. We're watching uh, Call a Midwife. It's Debbie's go-to. Yeah, yeah, that's what I I was in the room. No, I... She said, why don't you watch Call a Midwife with me? I said, will there be any babies born? <laughs> she said, it's called a Midwife. I said, I know, but I don't like watching that. I've seen my own born, but you know. No, I know it's a lovely program. But the point being this, 
you look back to the 60s, or I think it's in the 60s now, and our sister-in-law's been a midwife for over 40 years, but we were saying, what a job the midwives have today compared to then. They're dealing with people who are drug addicts. They're dealing sometimes with Muslims who can't speak English. It's a different role today. It's a wonder anybody will do it, frankly. That's how our world has changed, isn't it? But we can't fix things. Only he can fix things. But we can start to fix things after we fixed it at the highest level, which is allowing Jesus into our lives. Then we can start to fix the lesser things. But only in him. It's what my comment earlier, we watched in terrible scenes as we've seen in the Ukraine, as we look back on history and see the Second World War, the First World War, the Crimean War, so on and so forth. Mankind has got a lot to answer for. You see, it's mankind that's guilty. And by association, everybody's guilty. So if it was the dock, as it were, if it was a court case, then and mankind was in the dock, what defense would mankind have? There'd be no, well, I'm not that bad. I've tried to be a good person. It would be, have a look back. Mao Zedong, Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot. How many did they get rid of between them? Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. hundred million died at the hands of those leaderships. It's shocking. But because there's good, we don't realize how bad it is really, do we? Do you know what I mean? Because there's good people and there's good things and nice things. And, 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 and so we don't. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Once that heart is right, connection with God is made, and we gain access to a supernatural solution if needed. God flows through our hearts. Once things are redeemed at the highest level, then and only then do we get pure wisdom to fix, thing, fix things Sorry, at the everyday level. The world is confused because it cannot access the wisdom to solve the issues of our day. It's crazy, isn't it? <coughs> Therefore, it is trying to change absolutes that we grew up in. The latest is, you all know this, and there's more to it than this comment. The latest is asking school teachers to not use the terms boy or girl, but rather to use the non-gender term learners. This age is passing away. There is an end. And then there is a wonderful new beginning. We're in it, guys. You see, 1 Corinthians 15 says, Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Where all death is your sting. What will it be like to inhabit a new earth in a new body? The new world order have decided that the world isn't working. 
So they're going to fix it by having a great reset. The problem is, though, we agree that our world needs fixing. I've just spoken about it. But the world that they want to reset, I hope you understand this, of what goes on at Davos and places like that. The, the reset they want has no room for Jesus. There's the issue. And as believers, we know that the only remedy to fix, fix things is Jesus. How can a world that is under the control of the evil one be fixed by the one who controls it if it serves his purpose for it not to be fixed? It's a bit of a riddle, but I hope you got it. Never going to be fixed, is it? So if there is a spirit behind the new world order, then nothing in this world is capable of taking on that spirit apart from the spirit-filled church of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Nobody else can do it. We can. Hallelujah. If we don't do it, then nobody's going to do it. So why does the church at large generally remain so prayerless? Kingdom mindset changes it. Jesus is preparing eternity for you and for me. So let's serve him here and now. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, that's where I got house from before, by the way. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. I hope you got that. I've pondered this. Jesus himself is preparing a place for us. The one who created this, the whole universe is preparing a place for us. I think that means it's going to be good. <laughs> Don't you? If he's doing it, he's gone. Here's his word. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Let me tie that in with this scripture. I'm, I'm winding up here, guys. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. So that's the one who's now preparing what's ahead of us. And Colossians 1.16 to 17 says, For in, in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's preparing and we are going. God recreates us at the time of the new birth. And from that time on he speaks into the new creation. The old creation is not supposed to interpret what is spoken into the new. The new has a kingdom perspective. And it informs us how to live in the everlasting kingdom now. And what we can expect if we live in the kingdom. 
It's beyond our wildest imaginations. We get the keys of the kingdom. As we apply the word to our lives, the word turns into a key and we can unlock the promises of God. Father, we're, we're asking that we'll emerge in the evidence before us and what it means and what it means to be lost, what it means to be saved. We ask that we will emerge to be all that you want us to be, collectively and individually, to win as many people to you as we can to enable those who are one to become disciples so help us mighty God help us to understand Lord these things I've talked about they're not the things that fill our minds we, we're getting on with life etc even though we do lots of stuff that's in you and for you but our minds can't comprehend some of the things we've heard tonight. But it's the truth. And it is happening to us. And it will happen to us. So we say help us Lord in Jesus name.